opinions expressed in the following are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of the producers and the Comic Den Mississauga. Also, the following contains mature material and mild language which may not be suitable for all audiences. Discretion is advised. And I think we're recording. Yeah, we are now. Does anybody want to check Adam to see if he has an iPad, first of all? I don't have a fucking iPad. <laughs> so, you mean you did go to we, the we States were, like, We were talking about this last night uh, when, with, with Angela and, and Jeff, and we all came to the conclusion, okay, maybe I came to the conclusion, that if any one of us was going to have the iPad on the day of its release in Canada, it would, it's most likely to be you. No, no, see, that, that, that's, actually, we, that's actually incorrect because I have been selling Apple products long enough I know you're a moron to buy the first generation of anything. <laughs> so I am the last person to have one on the first day. Yeah, well, well, I'm well, waiting. I will Wait, have one on the first day of the next generation. Give me, give me your ra- – that, that's, the, that's the basic rationalization. That, that's a basic, is there more uh, to it? Yeah, okay. There's nothing you, wrong with it. It just doesn't really – it doesn't fit my niche. The problem is that the iPad and tablets generally only fit into a certain niche of users. I – when I'm working, it's – predominantly typing i am predominantly working with text so it's not comfortable to type on it's never going to be so i would rather have i mean i use a gutted 12 inch power book right now okay. because yeah. well there's no cd drive in it no cd drive i removed the hard drive it's running on a cf drive so it's nice and light nice and small proper keyboard full os everything i need for it to run you know, somebody who is a little more in the creative arts, where you know moving things around in design is a little more important, typing is secondary, it's going to be great. I'm not too happy with the way it works right now, but there's nothing inherently wrong with it, just that the next generation will be better. I think more iWork actually needs more work to it. <laughs> iWork for iPad kind of sucks right now. Uh, once that software is fully in place, it'll be a much better thing. But it, it only fits a particular niche. Okay. You're not going to see it hit a lot of. Uh, you're not going to see it hit the mainstream. Yeah. Just because there's no need for it. Actually, yeah, we're kind of pre- that's a preemptive strike because I know we'll bring up. I know I get the feeling sometime tonight we'll be bringing up a little bit more on, you know, on digital in terms of as it relates to anime and manga, because this is this is the indus- this is our version of the industry evening at least we're in our conversations for to because you know like I said. We've been away for about a year. No, I've been away. You've for been about, away for about, about a year. year. Let, let's get so, correct. Let's get that straight. Oh yeah, I guess we should reintroduce everybody. Um, night number two from Anime North, uh, episode seventy-eight is now on the air of the Anime Roundtable Canada. Yours truly, Mike Nicholas, here on mic number one. Uh, James Austin, defender of hentai justice. Adam Grant. We reintroduced everybody with their titles uh, last <laughs> night, and you remembered my title. Yes, <laughs> but I forgot what we what, what we gave uh, Megan's swine. I, what? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what we gave Megan. That's, what that's title we usually gave Ma- uh, Megan, but um, I call her Swine. That's how it works. Okay. Well, I, when we first brought her on, I, I, I don't remember recall doing such a thing. So, I, well, he did. I did. He did. So, uh, that's sort of my. Well, shit. this is this is. So, okay, yeah. hold on. Let me let me stop you there by calling this episode seventy eight. I presume yesterday was episode seventy seven. Which you which I I know has you wondering what happened. Which means you're original... officially writing out the return of Neil as if it never occurred. Actually, <laughs> and remember we remember and unless is... you're going to release that as like a seventy six A, seventy seven seventy seven A. 
No, because no, yesterday was seventy-seven. Yes, seventy-six because, is the last one you posted. Yes, we taped the return of Neil after that. Yes, that would have been the original seventy-seven. Yes, so it would be seventy-six A because it falls before seventy-seven or seventy-six point one or something. If it was a statute effect. or or first take, <laughs> whatever. Remember, the point we is you're like, writing out a complete episode. Which had nothing way, wrong and, with it. And, histor- and people who have kept up with this show over the, um, how many years has it been? Four uh, years? It's been a few, yeah. Yeah, for the, four <laughs> year his- the show's four-year history would know that um, the Anime North episodes historically have been the most unpredictable and biggest headache for me personally. Um, that at first attempt at episode 77 outdid it by a mile. Anyone who was sitting uh, sitting um, with that on that tape, he knew I was losing it <laughs> that <laughs> night. So, and, that, and I never, and I, and I'll be, and truth be told, I haven't touched that episode since in any form. So it sat on this computer raw, like, and uh, I've yet to exactly decide in what form we'll do it. And I will tell you now that that was taped about a couple weeks after michael jackson's death and that comes up in the conversation and i i will leave that as a teaser <laughs> i don't actually remember what was said about, <laughs> about michael jackson so, it's uh, been some time so uh that, i guess that's something to look forward to uh, assuming i ever get to it um, even if you release it in raw as an easter egg like it, it's something it could be fun it's yeah. been taped you got to put it out there just like i eventually made you release the, uh, the the uncensored anime north episode, episode from a yeah, couple years from, ago for, for, yeah from two years ago the first yeah. time we were in this room because mm-hmm. uh, you and Neil that was the other time one of the other times that you and Neil were together yeah I was like trying to remember like that was the, the, the discussion every time on the cartoons the, every, uh, every the time cartoons. Neil and Adam do this show together it's epic that's one word to use yeah because Neil's very ADD. He just kind of. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's I true. told him, Mike, it wasn't that bad. It's just the fact they hadn't been together for so long. And I they, think that, that, that really is. When you get back yeah. together and after a while, we have us. so much catching up to do yeah. with talking shit. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. And it's we're sort of along that same line. Uh, all these almost a year later, at least uh, with me and just about everybody else. So, um, where do we start? I don't know, you're the one who comes up with the topics, dude. I yeah. just do the talking shit. You're trying to introduce well, me. Well, we're not. Um, <laughs> I don't think we're just after, I don't think actually we're just settling in. Oh, um, okay. A little observation. Um, the little the if you're a regular listener, you know about the 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 announcer, my cousin, who actually gives the disclaimer for the show. And I just saw somebody come trust in, but uh, I'll tell you. And this is why I'm bringing it up. Um, that's my cousin. That's my cousin Mary, who usually does the uh, does the um, disclaimer for you. Who's now? Uh, she was like ten years old when she recorded that. She's now like thirteen or fourteen. Is she going to do a new one? I don't know. But she was here. She came to Anime North earlier today for the first time, and she was walking her, uh, with with a bunch of friends. And um, I saw her for dinner just before I came down here because, well, yeah, that's another story altogether. But um, and I asked her what uh, some of the stuff she saw and some of the costumes she saw, and she sa- she kept mentioning she kept seeing a lot of Final Fantasy stuff. And she strangely kept seeing a lot of Vocaloid stuff. So, um, and I just saw somebody walk into the room briefly um, who was dressed up uh, as a Vocaloid character. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, she enjoyed it. So uh, good first impression, I guess. And I guess uh, at this point, at this stage, you know, we're the ones who are kind of um, seen it, seen our, our fair share already. And maybe yeah, we're, we're sort probably, of old. 
probably at that point now where we we're at that seen it done it type thing at conventions. Uh, well, I can't say that for myself, but um, so now comes in the uh, next crop of fans, and I guess there's it started with her, kind of nice in that way. But that all said, um, hey, I heard there was a fight today in the dealer's room. Yes, yes, there was a fight. And, and on that note, let's I, I actually observations saw from day two. Mr. Austin, you were the one who... Wow, that's uh, a nice room. phone on silent, Mike. Yeah. I think the doorbell okay, just cool. rang, Mike. Barbecue or is that like the chicken? Is it um, burning? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I heard uh, Austin told me earlier that there was a fight today in the dealer's room. I decided to do the smart thing. I turned the other way because I knew the first aid people were there and there were some other staff there, so that was their well, job. You- but anyway, let's put it this way. When you are going and you see this one girl just run, go at this one cosplayer and say... You fucking cosplay bitch. Go right at her. You know that can't be good. And in my peripheral vision as I'm turning, I see her throw five haymakers like this, like boom, 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 boom. So I would say she probably had a good black eye. That's for certain. I don't know. How big? All all I can say (laughs) is I heard the voice and I saw it in slow motion and I just said, I'm going the other way. I know the people are there to deal with it and I'm sure they'll deal with it in a better manner than I could. I love cat fights. (laughs) All I said is someone asked me, it's like I was near, it was behind Starstruck's booth and one of the Starstruck guys was kind of said, what happened? I said, oh, it's just a bitch fight. (laughs) And then then he just comes out to take a look and he's like, oh, damn, it's done. (laughs) That out does it already. Um, any observations from you? I know you. I know you and uh, Brent were doing um, two assholes earlier. Yeah, well, so. Brent and I were doing our podcast this morning. Um, take the business cards; they're on the end of the table. If you yeah, don't already listen to the show, Ta- yeah, two take, assholes take talking about nerd stuff. Yeah, take one of each if you feel like shameless it. advertising. By the, by the, listen yeah. to our podcast. I'll, I'll repeat this again for the for the listeners. Um, over the years, uh, last couple of years, whenever we did the show here, I always brought Pocky. Didn't have it really a chance this year, so we took out the Christmas chocolates. But these are pretty. Yeah, it works but they're, for me. they're pretty good. Boy, these they are good. sweet. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, as, wow. I mean, so we we. I've had, I had a more. I've had, well, I've had more than a few of these already. I'm not certain I could take too many. And I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, go ahead. So, uh, I mean, we parked ourselves in the Renaissance like we seem to do. It seems to be – it's becoming a tradition with us now. Renaissance now known as – Is it now the Sheridan? Sheridan. 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 Okay. Yeah, Sheridan. Whatever. If you actually went You all know what I mean. It's that one over the bridge that you don't want to have to go to. <laughs> <laughs> But you which, went there. Which I haven't been to. Which, well, for I mean, we I went there because, to, I mean, the Doubletree lobby is constantly too crowded. Yeah. It's yeah. too noisy. You can't do a very good recording. So we park in the in the Renaissance lobby. It's a lot quieter, but there's still foot traffic. Mm-hmm. So we can pull people aside and ask them about their costumes and such junk like that. So, I mean, we, we sat there for an hour, had a good discussion. I think we talked about anime very briefly, which is... Sort of normal, which for is us. par for the course That's for for the, for, course for, the for the assholes, right? Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean it was a good show, and yeah, I think we sent our correspondent on assignment, which I think she failed. I haven't actually listened to what she recorded, if anything, but I'm fairly certain she failed. Oh. Which means I may take her name away, but we'll see. Which name being? <laughs> oh yeah, we gave her her oh, name right. back. She may have lost uh, it again. 
<laughs> yeah, we'll see. Well, it, listen to the episodes from last year, especially the end towards the end of the second episode. Well, we brought Ashley on. Yeah, so. we we did, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. as I said, she may lose her name. She may become cum slot again. So oh! the jury's still out because I haven't listened to what's on the recorder. Way to go, counsel. What was she dressing <laughs> as today? I hate to say something she's... not slutty enough. I explicitly directed her <laughs> slutty, and she didn't. I was very disappointed. I think everybody needs to know that. But, uh, okay. The problem I have with these cons is I'm not as young as I once was. I'm not a, a like... I got a more... I'm not a... I got yeah. more than a few years on you, Yeah, so. I know, but I'm not like a fresh-faced 20-year-old in university with a pile of disposable income and not a whole lot of responsibilities, which oh, yeah. I was at one yes, point. Yes, Right? Uh, so actually, I can't hang around the dealer's room and buy a lot of stuff that I just feel like I want on impulse. And, you know, it's, and a lot of it just doesn't seem interesting to me anymore. You know, I don't know half of the costumes that are out there. I might know what anime they're from at best. I have no idea who these characters are mm-hmm. because I don't have the time to pay attention to the anime scene the way I once did. Yeah. You know, and real life and job and, you know, the wife and that it, 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 you don't have the time anymore. Yes. On that subject, and I guess we'll, uh, let me get quickly tangential. Just quickly <laughs> tangential. Um, uh, how many months is it? Uh, more than six months? It's eight more months? than six months. Eight yeah, months? It's been Good eight months after? Seven, eight months. Uh, looking at cashing out now after eight months of marriage? Or, you're, <laughs> wow. or, you're, or how are you hanging in there? We're, we're hanging in there. Cool. We uh, actually just today we brought home our child. We got a puppy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I thought they were going to I was like, so. right there. <laughs> It's a beagle. Oh. <laughs> Megan's been texting me photos all day. So what did you name the beagle? Jameson. Jameson. <laughs> yes, after the whiskey. No, that was not my decision. Oh. <laughs> of course. Well, maybe that I shouldn't be surprised to hear that, actually. No, you probably shouldn't. Okay. But, uh, so, I mean, with work and the home life and everything else, I don't have the time or the disposable income to spend a lot of time or money wandering around and looking at things here. Also, I've just become very disillusioned with a lot of the things this con has to offer, which the younger crowd doesn't. I hate panels. I Just about everyone. And, essentially, because, and that's essentially what we're sort of doing right now. I mean, Quasi. most of the panels, <laughs> I walk into them and, you know, a panel on some anime or on some video game series. And the people up there... <laughs> It's almost as if they went out of their way to know as little as possible about the subject matter. <laughs> I mean, I can't say this. It's obviously not true yes. for everyone, but it seems to me everyone I walk into, I know more about the subject than they do, but they're the ones dictating how this discussion goes. And then even when they do know what they're talking about, the discussion tends to be so shallow. You don't get into anything in depth like I usually hope to get into. And so it's, well, you know, that series is great. I totally need to spend an hour on this panel for that. <laughs> and it, most of the con is panels and anime showings. Both of if which I, are becoming passe. Both of which are becoming passe. I mean, if I, I, watch, I can watch admit. anime at home. I don't need to be here for it. So I find there's an awful lot of not much to do. So in the, like, 12 hours between our <laughs> taping of uh, Two Assholes this morning and... 
tonight, I mean, we spent much of the afternoon in the bar. <laughs> because really? the, and I, it's I, something to do. I've been to exactly one panel today. It was okay. And well, that was, well, that was I, the kink panel. Yeah. I was like, I, keep in mind, yeah. I mean, I had a few beers and hung out and. Yeah, unlike <laughs> unlike in past unlike in past years, I, it, it's safe to say that I w- uh, all of us around this table by the time the show is over, uh, will still be sober. Yeah, uh, which was which wasn't usually the case uh, in past years. Yeah, I was looking through. You know, now that you brought up some of these panels, uh, what was the uh, best, summer wars? Some of the be- the best subject, uh, best uh, topic uh, I read um, for the panels. Um, um, Yahweh North, uh, 10 p.m. What's going on? Which would be going on still. Probably right now. Um, Gay Sex 101 and, and Impossible Positions Contest 18+. Plus. Now the, gay, the Gay Sex panel is epic. We, we always run neck and neck yeah. with that every year. So, so Yeah, I mean, I, I, I frankly want to run one. <laughs> I want to run a panel next year. I want to run, and Brent actually pitched this to me, of how to be a dick and still get people to listen to your podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm more than qualified to do that Yes. One. Yes, and uh, and and still get and you still get flamed periodically on the uh, yeah I do and yeah, like I love it every time I love hate mail. <laughs> he's really good with the hate mail. Actually, he knows how to respond to it. Uh, you are you done with that? You have any other observations uh, from? Um, well, I spent most of my day at the Sheridan because I was uh, I was in the gaming room for yeah. for a lot of it. Um, I think somebody had a seizure in the hallway. Uh, that was pretty brutal. Um, but yeah, I I feel the same way in general. I'm just sort of outgrowing Anime North, and Anime North is outgrowing me. Yeah. You know, it's just too and big for reference, and too I know busy. Austin is the young one here. I think amongst is the he? four of us. I guess I could be in mid twenties. Yeah, mid twenties. Yeah, the others yeah. are pushing thirty. I'm pushing <laughs> mid thirties. Yeah. Um. Whatever. Oh. Um. And I heard that there were deals in the dealer's room. Yep. Last thing. I guess we have to. This is the last thing. I think thing we are. I thought we are. I thought we are. We talked. mentioned well, it last briefly last night, but this is the this is the real. This is like mm-hmm. you know. This is like just to repeat it again. I guess for the listeners, because well, there was basically like a liquidation of some sort going on in in the dealer's room. Yeah, I would assume so. Well, I'm guessing it probably has to do with that. Anime at Starstruck, they had their locations, as we told you before, Square One, Sherway Gardens, and when we happened to pass by a few weeks ago when I was out for lunch or whatever, it literally had nothing left. They've shrunk it to nothing. And so, obviously, I'm not sure they have a warehouse somewhere, but they were liquidating everything yesterday and today, Friday, Saturday. And right now, I would say most of the stuff they brought in is definitely gone. Yeah, um, And they were like... Half season sets for five nine nine Canadian and three nine nine for some of the singles. So that's even way below some of those. Um, what do you call them? Value series, which are around twenty to thirty dollars now for a half set. So that's yeah. I mean, I noticed that earlier, but I, part of the problem with that is like uh, the example that I noticed is okay. They had uh, volume four of Full Metal Panic Second Raid. First of all, I, I don't know why a 13-episode series was released in four discs, but that, I mean, that's It's the last of the era. That's neither here nor there. But, so, okay, it was four ninety nine. Great. Except that's the only fucking volume they have. <laughs> I don't want to spend $5 on volume four and not have the remaining three. At least not that option. 
Certainly not optimistic. Exactly. I mean, yeah. no one else is going to have the first three volumes. Not at this they point. They might. And, they're not, and even if they not do, they're going to charge me 20 bucks a piece for it. Not at that price, so. Yeah. I mean, okay, my story is I only got here after 8 o'clock. So the other room was closed. Mm. Got a chance to soak in the atmosphere. Um, you know, the usual, the usual uh, sudden dancing in the... Uh, parking lot of the um, sudden dancing and slutty costumes yeah that too <laughs> uh you know just the usual flash mob type um dancing you see in in front of the toronto congress center and um if any cars were coming by they kind of conga lined it some sometimes following it so right wow kind of kind of some interesting stuff going on there in this, that this sense. is yeah, i really the, am too old for this crap no i like, mean we <laughs> had we went we had this conversation last night about like we talked a bit about clubs dying because um, uh, we mentioned last night that um, the club that this convention was founded, UTARPA, which is a U of T club, went, uh, ceased op- will be ceasing operations next month. They had their last regular show last Thursday. They will have one final 12-hour blast next month, and then that's it. That's the and that's and this is the that's the um, club on which this convention was founded. And we ended up wondering also the relevance of conventions in the future. Yeah. So well, you have I a mean, thought? Just conventions are always going to be relevant, if only because you you get to create this. I mean, I don't know who's going to object to me calling it a mecca, but you create this beacon for people who, if you either weren't aware of some of the things going on in that particular in that particular genre. Or if you just want to meet up with other people, it's always going to be there. Now, I mean, Anime North is... uh, The bigger U.S. cons are always going to be around if for nothing else than for industry announcements. They're always Ah. going to be there for the industry. Now, Mm -hmm. Anime North has less of that because it's not a big enough con for the industry to bother making announcements here. But the industry is still going to have a presence. They always have a presence in the dealer's room. So you're still going to see the industry wanted around. Because something like uh, something like anime and manga, it, it's more widespread than it used to be. But you still need to... Di- there's no way to direct your marketing toward your demographic without conventions. Because the demographic is everybody. How do you put an ad out? How do you let people know that your series is available and what the price is? You know, you can put it on the internet and hope they find the site it's on, and hope they're following Anime News Network or something like that. Yeah, we basically do all the time here, but... Some of us do. I mean, I can't be bothered. Mm-hmm. I don't read most of these things. I have no idea who licensed what. Yeah, where do we get ideas? Until I either talk to, talk to one of you guys, or I see it on a shelf. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, conventions are that opportunity to advertise directly to your market... And let's be honest, this con is still profitable. People still go, <laughs> they still make money. As long as they make money, they're going to be around, and the industry is going coming. to be happy to have them around. As long as people keep, and coming. that's really it. And as you know, younger anime fans replace the older ones, they will continue to come to these cons because the younger crowd is still going to love going to panels and watching anime that they didn't have, and hanging out in the dealers' room and taking pictures of people in costume. I don't see the entertainment in it anymore. But, but you did back then. I did back then. So I know the the fresh-faced ones who are coming in now are still going to enjoy it. 
and there will always be teenagers and young adults with disposable income that are prepared to come here, spend money on things that boggle my mind, <laughs> and just continue pouring money into the industry and into this convention and others. I think, I think the internet has definitely changed things since when we were teenagers. I feel old saying that. <laughs> yeah, well. You know, and, and it's, it's, conventions like this are especially important for the, for the companies that are trying to get them to buy the DVDs in the first place rather than just downloading them off the internet, right? They're, they're centralizing it, well, you know, espe- especially for people that um, – <laughs> Especially for people that don't live in the city, you know. For people that live in Toronto, it's a different story because there's, like, a gazillion different stores that sell this stuff, you know. But if, you, if you're if you just Joe Blow from, like, a from small... From Barry. From a small town Barry of, like, 20,000 people, right? You're maybe buying it at one store or your local blockbuster if you're lucky. So, you know, the, the convention really centralizes it for, for those people so that they have the opportunity to actually buy the DVDs without having to order them through the mail. Or download them, and I guess that's the relevance these days. So yeah. that's, that's the, as you see it. Yeah, the, like the fight goes on. Yeah. Against well, I mean, the fight goes piracy. on. <laughs> well, we're still, and that, that fight <laughs> continues. We'll talk about that a bit later. Um, yeah. Where do we go from here? I guess. I guess. Uh, I guess we should actually get to this. Um, last night, when we did this show last night, as I said, we want to divide the two shows basically on two fronts. The first front being. The fans, mm-hmm. the, change, the change in fandom a year later, because as I said, it's been a year since we've really done anything you know, around this table, around these microphones. So obviously, and um, you know, thanks to Angela and Jeff who were here, who um, did, who were joined James and I for this. And uh, Angela, just for reference, Angela did pass by, to, did pass by in costume, in case the listeners are wondering. <laughs> and Adam saw. She was attractive as usual. Very good. <laughs> That's been well. I, you all know what else I'm thinking. So, <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, we won't have pictures. So, sorry. Um, but uh, we and they and they held a. Uh, we talked a lot about fandom and cultures and culture cla- and culture shocks and clashes uh, going to and from Japan. And they did an admirable job of explaining their experiences to us. Uh, Angela, a year after, uh, one, after one year in Japan. Um, Jeff, after about two weeks there, but you know, you come away with something. As long as it wasn't a multi-hour conversation. I knew you'd say that. I knew you'd say all that. All the things they did in Japan and how with Japan was so awesome, like a certain somebody who will not be named. Name, but who remain you nameless. Know remain nameless. <laughs> Jeez, I knew you'd do that. So well, who was on. that? So how who, could I not? He took the bait. He took the bait. So who was so, that again, Adam? The I'm nameless so individual? <laughs> yeah. I'm not naming I, We all know the who audience, she is. Enough of the audience knows. Oh, yeah. I was there for that podcast. I didn't name her. Yeah, you name her. I never did. Yeah, yeah. But Buster Blader named her. So, um, <laughs> so uh, we want to reserve tonight to get back down to the nitty-gritty, especially with some of the uh, with some developments in the industry. Obviously, there's some – obviously, there have been a few legal issues in the last number of months so, or – in the last year, in the last year, we anyway. want to go through, mm-hmm. um, and obviously a discussion about the about our thoughts as to where the industry is heading, in light of some of the things that had happened, in terms of how how the companies are doing, or even us as fans as to how we think um, we'll be able to be enjoying our anime and manga or other things in the near in into the future. Me and uh, picture of me holding up an iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So part one, so I guess we'll start on that front now and start, let's say, on the law end of it because uh, with our legal beagle here. And obviously... <laughs> it's now a legal beagle? Well, he is the lawyer. Oh, that's what's at home. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an even more appropriate legal beagle. It actually works now, 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 now that so um, Brent brings it up. Legal beagle do does now actually, actually work. Um, Obviously, uh, late February, the sen- late February um, was the sentencing of Christopher Handley. Uh, we need not to really go into too many more details after saying um, Mr. Handley's name. Um, Mr. He's, the Han- lo- he's the lolicon manga guy. Yeah, um, you can look it up; it's everywhere. You it can is. Uh, you can even wiki it and probably get something pretty good to look at <laughs> yeah. there, or pretty good stuff to read there. Uh, Mr. Handley. Uh, bottom line, he was uh, sentenced to what six months in prison, and then. And then a certain degree, six months all told, plus then probation after. For some, after. some years. Yeah, as long as he doesn't period. do something. And the and big thing was he wasn't, a, he doesn't get put on any list, like yeah. a sexual yeah. offenders yeah. list. Or that's been like big that. news Supposedly, here. I guess that was the big thing that might have happened if he went to trial and lost. Mm-hmm. And I guess we can juxtapose it also with some <clears> similar proposed, legi- with some proposed legislation also going on in Japan as well. Um, uh, I guess we can. Well, I guess we'll, that'll come in. I guess into this discussion uh, a, a little bit later on too. But um, you know, we we um, looked a little. We had to like refresh ourselves and look at the statements made by both um, the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund and Handley's lawyers and themselves. They said quite a bit, as, and they said quite a bit. Um, and we're, I guess we have to put Adam on the spot too. So. Where do you want me to start? Where do you want? Where do you, where do Comic- you want to start? I guess on the statements made well, okay. by uh, uh, by Handley. Yeah, there's two. I mean, there's two predominant statements here made. One by the executive director of the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund, Charles Brownstein, his name is, and one by Eric Chase, who was uh, Handley's lawyer, who was funded by the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund. Now, Actually, no, I my, think it was the United. I can't remember. He whatever the, the another United defense fund but of it's some a, variety. It's a, it's a First Amendment defense. Whatever. Fund, it, 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 it was his lawyer, mm-hmm. regardless of where he's from. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I read these two statements and immediately picked out the this one's from a lawyer, this one's not. The guy who runs the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund, he's spouting off with it's appalling and it's a. Uh, you know, it's, it's an affront to free speech and an affront to expression that this is allowed and yada, 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 yada. Who cares? That's the law. That's how it is. It might be an affront. You know, lobby the legislators. They can change it. The, the, the role of the courts is not to change the law. It is to apply it. The, legislator, the legislature decided we don't want that. We want to make that illegal. It's illegal. You can call it an affront all you want. You either get the Supreme Court to strike it down or you get the legislators to change it. Simple as that. So, I mean, it doesn't really do anything to go on about how, you know, they've perverted the purpose of the law because we're not hurting actual people. The purpose of the law is exactly what it is, to make that act illegal. That's all it accomplishes. So Hanley's lawyer actually goes – it's actually worthwhile, worthwhile read. This is a March 2nd. Uh, he he releases comments. He was actually thinking exactly the same way I was on this entire thing, which was, it's unfortunate, yes, because there's a Supreme Court case originally, which sort of had a it sort of made a statement that 
virtual child porn isn't really child porn. To say, uh, the pornography of a virtual non-existent child is not really child pornography, which is all that that case stands for. It really just stands for st- regular child pornography laws, as were in existence at the time, did not apply where it wasn't an actual human child depicted. So where it's drawn, where it's animated, something like that, where it's not an actual person, those laws didn't cover it. Now, there's two problems with that. A, the the news media sort of reported this case as meaning that one particular thing. It doesn't mean virtual child porn isn't illegal. It just means it's not covered by that particular law. The other point is that shortly after that Supreme Court case and in response a new bill was passed to make it explicitly a crime under obscenity laws. And so there's a statutory minimum applied to that. So he's more just commenting on the fact that, A, it's unfortunate because the news media portrayed the state of the law as being one way, and it wasn't. It never was. They portrayed it as news media tends to portray legal decisions. They don't really understand the significance of it. They pick out what they think is significant, and they just report that, and the common person thinks that is what the state of the law is. You know, is it unfortunate the way the law is laid out? Yeah, because there's essentially two charges, receipt and possession. Receipt of this obscene material, as determined by a, by a, a, a jury, which means child porn is always going to fall into it no matter what, Possession doesn't have a mandatory minimum. Receipt has a five-year mandatory minimum. But you can't possess something without having received it. Unless you drew it yourself. Right. So, so it's an artificial distinction. What, what his lawyer was more saying is that what this does, it gives prosecutors an option to club people into pleading. Because if they have to go to trial, they'll go to trial on receipt. And they'll get the five-year mandatory minimum. If they plead, they can plead to possession... They drop the receipt charge, and then you fight over the sentence. But you then don't have to deal with the trial over the actual guilt on the charge. Hence the gamble. Hence the gamble. And so was it the correct thing to do to plead guilty? If I was in the lawyer's shoes, I would definitely have advised my client to plead guilty. (laughs) We're requiring... Because, I mean, the risk of going to trial with that mandatory minimum... <clears throat> frankly, isn't worth it because you know you're going to be convicted. Mm-hmm. I mean, his comments are quite clear that if a jury has to decide if this is obscene, if you project an image from any of these, uh, I mean, it's lolicon hentai, essentially, project an image of that on a wall, yeah. you find me a jury of 12 <laughs> people who will not decide that that's obscene. Essentially, he tapped. He was forced to tap. Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. He so. really was. And that's the nature of that's the nature of the law generally. It, I mean, the nature of creating those two offenses makes it more beneficial to tap out, to, to plead. But he would have been convicted anyway. And there's no real way around it, absent spending an awful, awful lot of money on <laughs> fighting it all the way up through the appellate levels to the Supreme Court. And even then, given the state of the Supreme Court right now, I don't know which way it's going to land. Yeah, there's change so, there, you know, too. It, so. What his lawyer saying is quite correct. And that is it unfortunate th- that that's the state of the law? Yeah, but that's the state of the law. 
you know, there's a couple of cases going through the appeals process that may change it a little bit. And he specifically uh, cited Max Hardcore. Yes, he cited Max Hardcore on that. He cited another one as well. Um, So those may change it, but the legislature can still reverse those changes by explicitly enacting laws. So it doesn't mean that much. That that's just how the law works. Your government decides what that what bills they're going to pass. They're the ones you should be after, not the courts. Well, those are the executive powers invested in most constitutions. Exactly. You have the judiciary. And so, you know, executive. if you don't like the laws that the legislature is passing, you need to deal with your elected representatives. Problem. The courts can't do anything about it. All they can do if as soon as if it's constitutional, done. You're done. The courts are not there to change the law. They are only there to apply it. Mm-hmm. And then say, if that's not supposed to be the case, they throw it back, essentially. Throw it back to say... Well, yeah, I mean, they, they can strike down a law for being unconstitutional, but that just tell, means you need just to means, recraft it. It just means tell, telling legislatures to go back to the drawing exactly. board, essentially. So there's the issue. Um, I guess that... And that doesn't... And that says much else. I feel sorry. Yeah, and I feel bad for the guy, but... I do, but, and, you know, it is sort of a, you know, it could have been anyone. I think mm-hmm. it was interesting mm-hmm. because in his personal backstory, they give it, he had like a perfect 4.0 through university, all that, served his country and was working an honest job and all that, and then it hey, just kind of arrived on his regular, lap. Regular, okay, but remember, regular people are also serial killers, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. True. you know, having a good family history and a good upbringing and a good education does it's not mean, indicative of everything. It's not indicative no, it of everything. It doesn't thing, mean that ultimately... Yeah. It only helps you in sensing, maybe, but who knows? It, it doesn't mean that you don't find yourself in trouble. It doesn't mean you don't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I think they might have taken that somewhere into account when they did, like, the negotiations it, it, for it, the It gets plea. taken into account in <clears throat> sentencing. Those are all mitigating factors. That's great, but... Not the bottom doesn't line. Affect still, the, it doesn't you, affect the question of guilty or innocent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... There you go. But that's the way um, it works. You were curious about the uh, to- uh, the uh, Japanese one? No, I actually, I had reread it. I had read it before. It's just you, been a little but while. But that one's guess, a weird one because when you reread it and that one translator, Dan, um, I think it's Kamatsu, he did the um, translation for Black Lagoon. He was like an advisor for English for Black Lagoon, the anime series. But it seems that what it really stands for is they're trying to regulate some of the manga out there and say, you know what? We're going to do what other countries do. We're going to treat it like pornography. It's going to be covered up. We're going to put it in a separate area and make sure that only certain people get it. That's all it really boils down to. It's not like we're going to throw out the water on the bathtub. That's mm-hmm. all it really is. When I started looking into it, it's like, oh, that's all it is. All they're trying to do is do social politics. But it's more interesting when you see they keep on re-talking about, about certain scenes. They said Dorimon, one of the most classic animes that everyone in Japan knows, the bathing scenes, and they say, oh, no, that's not going to be included. Or Ava, some of the scenes in there, oh, no, that's not going to be included. And it's like, oh, wait, there's another one. So it goes back and forth. So who knows how it will end up flipping or if it'll happen at all. Just to... Um, just to well, I mean, it, it, having read this, I mean, I can't tell you without having read the bill itself and without having had it translated. Um, yeah, it is sort of social politics, but there's not a great deal to it. It's just, well, we don't want sexualized depictions of young people sold to minors. 
we're not outlawing them. We just don't want them sold to minors. It's not that, that's, that's like, covering, like, up, that's like covering up cigarettes at convenience stores. It's kind of it doesn't do that much. It, it's a pretty meager thing. It doesn't prevent them being sold. It just it, it tries to keep them out of hands of minors. All it which, is, is you know, just okay. That's fine. I mean, they're going to get their hands on it one way or the other if they really want to. <laughs> if they have pushed up the shop, <laughs> the internet is where it is. You. Well, yeah, all that, it is, is if you want to see any type of sex, you can see it. It's there. It's there. It's there if you don't want it. Too. It's there if you don't. Want <laughs> that's the which is kind of funny as well. Uh, that's probably the funny part about. The I internet. think it's more just extending it and looking at just general manga in general, and that's why all the mangakas stood up and said, "You know what? There's a point where we have to look at it and say enough's enough, and that there's common sense in all of this." Mm. But it's the way the thing I mean, goes. But there's also Osaka has other uh, things. Before their, I guess, governing body talking about similar regulations. And I can't remember. It had to do with Yaoi and the same mm-hmm. type of thing. But who knows who will get first? Like some, it, was, it seemed like a competition almost, they said, to see who would yeah. get it happening. Yeah, and, uh, and we have to. It uh, seemed better in the light. Since you brought it people. up, I guess we have to stress this is just, these are just civic bills. Mm-hmm. So interesting to it is kind of interesting to know because now we're seeing such issues start to come up in japan itself i don't know if that's really an issue because that's a far reach from saying like look this is a problem you know having these materials existent is a problem because that's not remotely what the bill says it's if it's pornography of any sort and we're not preventing you from creating any sort we just don't want that being sold to minors. But I don't think it's... How, how is that any different? I don't think it's actually pornography. When you reread, like... Well, they said, they said sexualized porno- depictions. But uh, sexualized no, depictions just, doesn't mean pornography to, to them. What it means is just anything. Yeah, but it doesn't, mean, it doesn't mean any... any it doesn't just mean nudity. It means a sexualized depiction. But it could mean anything. But you, that, I mean, I remember, those, those sort of same restrictions exist even under U.S. law. Yeah, with like regard to films. with regard to nudity. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, like Titanic. It, well, no, but I mean, uh, even with underage nudity, sexualized. it's only sexualized nudity that yeah. is a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, nude art, nude nudity that is not sexualized in any way is perfectly legal. Like and there is a, there is a way to do, and there is a divide. Mm-hmm. Just a pretty substantial divide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there and you know therein lies the problem of interpretation. In a lot of cases, yeah, yeah. there's the there's, there's a issue. lot of things that could be a gray area. Well, I mean, we'll that, see that, that's the goes. problem with yeah. with the law. You have to draft it broadly and leave it to the courts to sort out what's what. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That, so that's uh, the issues with those, uh, on those two. Um, well, <clears throat> as I said, there's the legal blotter, more or less tonight. Oh, and. Um, Wait, uh, I, I, and then, something else? Oh, well, can, how does this relate to Canada? Oh, there was, wasn't there a revised list for Canada as to what could and couldn't come? Okay. Um, you know. There's always a revised list to Canada. All that means is, I mean, as I looked into this further, Customs, Canada Customs maintains, they, put, they occasionally update a list of uh, DVDs and comics and whatnot that they've deemed to be obscene, and so they don't allow it in the country. Um... Once you have the stuff, importing it is not really the issue. Receiving it is not really the issue. The issue is if it's deemed to be obscene and you distribute it, it's a problem. So if Canada Customs doesn't catch it on the way in, it's not really an issue. 
if Canada, if Customs catches it, deems it to be obscene, they don't send it on to you, and then you're stuck. But so, I mean, continue to order them. It's <laughs> it's actually they don't actually make and keep a proper full list. All they do is because every case is actually decided on a case by case basis. What those that lists is, are is, is, is um, companies can stories. submit them to be pre-approved so that they don't have to deal with the issue later when they're trying to import them. Mm-hmm. And so that's where those lists come from, is that they're just dealing with pre-approval requests. But, it, I mean, I've had a, a number of people, I think it was Walt, who happened to be ordering something that was had come up on one of the lists as being obscene, and he got it no problem, so... It's a guideline. It, it, well, <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. If Canada Customs looks at it and decides it's not obscene, they're going to let you have it. Okay. If you distribute it, it, it can become another issue because it could, that could be just... So personal... Distribution of obscenity, but that's a, that's a whole other issue. Yeah, and we'll leave it at that, I guess. And now we're done with the legal blotter. Um, okay, let's take a, let's, uh, take a quick break. Uh, when we come back... What's a break? Do we do those? Here? Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe we'll. First of all, uh, I think Norm's Norm's here, so we might we, yep. we might have him come he, he on. Just one he'll, out, probably, he'll probably he'll probably um, sit in on one segment. Okay. Uh, when we get back, uh, trouble in Texas. Um, lots of stuff. Everyone knows what happened in Texas. Everyone knows what's happened in Texas over the last year. Even what's happened in the last couple days. Texas, I guess, is the mecca from is another mecca for anime in North America. Who would have thunk it too? After all these years. I'm looking back on it. But um, lots of stuff going on there. We'll talk a bit about that and, uh, I guess, other other things. Uh, we're going to get to the um, industry side of it when we return. It's the roundtable from Anime North on thecomicden.com. Wikipedia, Wikipedia is always good as an overview. No, it, it's yeah. great for thi- it's great for things that are in very current history and pop culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's great for that. Pop it's really shitty for well, older history. For older history, but if you want just the absolute basics, it's still not bad. Yeah. Uh, sometimes like, it can I, get I can pretty inaccurate at times. But if I want to know what happened two weeks ago. Works. It's a pretty good kid. It's a pretty good chance they got it right. Yeah, we'll be saying wiki, I think, in this segment. Oh, welcome back. Um, <laughs> Second segment. Uh, back inside the New York room, the Media Blasters room here at Anime North. Media Blasters This is this room? is this uh, this room like the history it, of this it be room. Like the Media Blasters Memorial Room at this point. No, they're still so very much alive. Uh, they're still yeah, around. Technically. They're, they're actually around, way so. ahead of all the other companies. At least they're they're around, which is more than we can say to. about a couple of other ones. Um, so here we go. The industry side. Uh, Nicholas Austin, Grant, and Swain around the table. Swain. Around the table. <laughs> <laughs> In front of a live audience online via the comicden.com. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Adam's okay. got his own cheering yeah, section. Yeah, he's got his cheering again. section. Uh, it's 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 Brent. So <laughs> yeah, Brent. so should we really be surprised? Um, oh, quick. Um, okay, so here we go. Uh, as I said, I so go which away part of the for a year. Doom and gloom. Are we going to start on ADV? Where else? ADV. Well, um, obviously, uh, back in September, ADV basically ceased to be uh, what we know it as. Well, actually, it was before then. They just. 
decide to yeah, actually yeah, officially yeah. announce. And then it just basically became that way. It basically separated into a bunch of little companies that handled yeah, different Yeah, to parts. Uh, screw over their creditors. I'm no, sure it, they were lovely. It's actually interesting. Like, now that I reread the story, um, like, there's this, like, you, why don't you explain? Like, you can explain this a little bit too, right? But, yeah, they split into different companies. So they had Section 23, which was the home video distribution. That's what they were going to handle. Then they said um, Valkyrie Media Partners which was I, another company which acquired Anime Network. And then uh, Sephron Studios, Studios yeah. does the amusement park media production unit. So that's the dubs and whatnot. And then uh, Sentai one. Films is just doing their own mm-hmm. licensing, stuff like that. But the more interesting one was, um, if I can find it, Aesir Assets. A-E-S-I-R one of the holdings. Aesir's. One of them was just a holding unit for all of ADV's licenses. Mm-hmm. And all that means is that's probably the one that would go bankrupt and basically the one most of them could get their uh, profits out of. You know what I mean? If they decide to still continue releasing their older mm-hmm. series, which ironically they were pumping out all those series again and again almost every month it seemed. So it was hard to say whether that's because of this or because they were going to lose the licenses, but probably more this, I would say, mm-hmm. splaying up the companies and splaying up all their assets, so it's harder for their creditors to get at. And that creditor, one of the major creditors, happened to be Sojits. Sojits. Which but they Sojits were, were really good. Like, they did the business thing real good where they said, okay, we'll help you out. But they do like everyone else does, and everyone sees on shows like Dre and Den, or if they go to a venture capitalist, they'll say, okay, we'll help you. But guess what? We're going to need a piece of your company. But obviously, John Lefford and all of them at ADV aren't going to give up. 51% of their company. They're not going to give it all up. So obviously they had to work a deal behind the scenes where they said, okay, we'll give up 10, 20%. But all the licenses they got went to this holding company controlled by Sojits. So in the end, they still had a lot of control at that point with those licenses and because that was their future right there. And this is and, and they also, if they decide to sell them like they did to Funimation, they still were able to get some of their money back because they held money in ADV through uh, their older licenses, obviously. Mm-hmm. But now that they've split up, it's going to be harder. For so for so for more for Sojins, really. Yeah, and that's so- and that and that's really and this is this is the and that was really the purpose of what happened. Oh, sorry. Thought I can't speak for the particular legal nuances of U.S. law here, but. I have a feeling it may have been less to avoid creditors because I know if this sort of shit happened in Canada, I'd have a statement of claim out in a week for, 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 for to set it aside on the basis of fraudulent conveyance. You can't just move assets between companies for no value to try and dodge your creditors. It doesn't work that way. That's so the I creditors mean. have to have been sated in some manner, whether this was through a bankruptcy proceeding or whether the assets were sold at fair value to the new companies. Right? There was money changing hands. The creditors haven't started a suit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So something went on to make them feel better. Frankly, I don't know why ADV didn't do this something like this years ago. There are too many parts of that company that were under the same umbrella. It should have been split up ages ago. There are too many different things they do 
they should have been. It's just easier to run them all as separate operations. Yeah, separate number companies. Yeah. Separate companies. You just and they just they would be each other's primary customers. Mm-hmm. But but, that, and but there was a lot of horse trading going on there somewhere. Like it seemed odd to me, like you were saying that you wouldn't normally see this in Canada because they still should be able to get at them. If they were doing it like we thought, that's like, like who I'm, knows? I'm sure they did. The, the, I'm sure the the creditors have been satisfied somehow. There's some satisfaction because uh, I mean, Sojits may have mm. said, "Okay, no problem. We'll just transfer the transfer the debt to the new companies," because this is a corporate restructuring. The business is going to run better by the fact that you've restructured it this way. That's better for everybody. <laughs> but it's kind of interesting because then you have Sentai Films and the Phoenix, so to speak, where basically each month you get a Oh, what uh, press release from them for all their new licenses, which is like, here's our solicitation of titles. We have maybe one or two new licenses, which I guess some people enjoy. They're doing sub-only sets, and they do have a few dubs, I guess. And it's yeah. interesting because they're doing what they should have done years ago. They're partnering, partnering with other English-speaking countries like Australia with Siren, and I'm not sure maybe with some people in the U.K. to produce English dubs. For some of the series, they already released sub only. Mm-hmm. And so that's actually a good idea to spread the risk, which I'm surprised they probably hadn't and thought about sure, with a niche market. And that's where we stand now, and more they've, or less. And they've had, done a few for a new one. Like Google 13 is going to get a dub, and that's straight off the bat. But the more interesting thing was this month for solicitations where they picked up, they rescued Shigafumi from Bandai Visual. But in that one, they also got Sola. And you know who has Sola? Bandai. And Bandai released a statement saying, we're still releasing Sola. We don't have anything to do with Sentai Filmworks. We don't know what they're doing. And Sentai Filmworks says, well, we don't know. We'll maybe release a statement later. So it's kind of really weird that you'd have two companies in North America with the same license. Because usually you would think it's an exclusive license to distribute in said region. So stay tuned. So that'll be an interesting. It was interesting. Like when I look, when I read this, and I'll uh, just a quick uh, anecdote. Mm. Um, with the NHL, with the Stanley Cup playoffs beginning tonight, Chicago won, by the way. Um, six five. Six five. Uh, wow. When you, when I read all of this, though, it was kind of interesting. I just thought, I just thought it was. I just uh, remembered the story of the founding of the NHL itself. That was founded out of the ashes of like an old league called the uh, the, Na- the National Hockey Association. But but that's that was a case of where. All the owners had to agree. That was according to the Constitution. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of the, own, and the owners couldn't get along with... Like, there was one owner that couldn't get along with all of the others. And basically, that's how the NHL was formed, because they left... They all left the NHA, formed their own <laughs> league without this guy, without this, te- without this guy and his team. And ironically, that team was the Toronto team. So... I think it was one of the Toronto. And then they yeah, were, it, was, and then it, was, it was a Toronto team, the Toronto was, Blue Shirts. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that and was then, Toronto St. Pat's. Yeah, so no, the St. Pat's, Pat's, Pat's stayed part, stayed as stay part, part of the league. Stay as part of the newly Because Montreal NHL. had two teams at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but that, that, I just thought that was an I, – I draw that analogy just from reading this. Okay, so from ADV or what's left of it uh, to the other Texas company, Funimation, because they made news this week hinting that Navarre might sell them. So, might sell uh, might sell Funimation, despite the fact that it's uh, that um, it's meeting expectations to the company. And but there's a reason for this, James. Yeah. I know well, you you went on about this one. 
Well, it was weird because I originally saw it first for a press release, and then it started to hit the fire, and you saw some of the comments on forums, and it's like these people have bloody no clue what they're talking about. It was interesting because the way you look at it, it's just like something you see in the Financial Post or in the Wall Street Journal or whatever. It's for business people. That's what Navarre was aiming for. At the end of the day, Navarre is a public company. And what are they trying to do? They're trying to meet the expectations of their shareholders and grow their wealth. At the end of the day, we're probably investing in different things, right? We have different risk tolerances. We want to probably retire one day nicely, hopefully. But these executives have to meet those expectations. And to do that, they have to look and see what are we good at? What's Navar good at? They're good at distribution. That's their big key thing. It's of software and other areas, I was told. Now, you look at that distribution, and you look at Funimation. Now, originally, yes, it was mostly distribution. But now, obviously, to grow their company for Funimation, they have to change, right? And we've heard about um, doing their own anime based on Western properties. And we've heard about expanding their social uh, media site and streaming and both those things, as we know, cost a lot of money. So it's very capital intensive. And the question is, does Navarre have the balls to go through all that money? And do the shareholders have enough balls to go through with that money and say, you know what? This is really risky. I'm going to leave. And guess what? Their stock's going to go down and they're probably going to take a tumble. At least Navarre will. So Navarre basically has to say, you know what? We have to split our ways. We have to be good at what we do. So basically, they said, we're going to put it on as a discontinued asset next year, which means they're shopping it around. As you said, they're trying to sell it, hopefully for a profit, and they're going to sell it to a partner who hopefully is good at uh, streaming and good at making content. Now, that's probably going to be a hard thing in this economy because we all know how Hollywood and how all those people uh, doing content in that industry are doing now, the, one, the only one I remember, now I could be very wrong because I'm sure there's tons of deals being made every day, but the biggest one we all know of that was done, and because it was of such scale, was the Disney Marvel deal. And that was because of all the content, how valuable it was. But look at what Funimation is. It may be valuable to us, but I'm not really sure how valuable it is to other companies that they're trying to sell it to. So it may be that they'll just stick with Navarre in the end because they won't be able to sell it which is probably a likely scenario in my opinion, but I could be wrong. Interesting thoughts. Uh, none, none from either of you. Well, I mean, he sort of explained it pretty clearly. It's you know, Funimation is or may not in the future be fitting with what Navarro wants to do. They may not want to put all the money into it, so let's see if somebody else wants to. It's not a big issue. A, it's not a well. Funimation isn't working, so I'm gonna fucking tank. I'm just gonna shut it down and sell it off. Mm-hmm. It's well, it may not really fit with what we do, so it may fit better with something someone else does. So, if we're not sure that we're gonna be profitable with it, maybe you will. There's nothing wrong with Funimation. It still works. It just will fit better in someone else's portfolio. In Navarre's opinion, none of this really surprises me. The anime, the anime industry has needed a bit of a shakeup this way between Genion and ADV and Funimation. The industry grew way too quickly. It couldn't control itself. It couldn't control itself. And companies, Genion, Funimation, and ADV were really the three big ones mm-hmm. who just kept taking on more and more licenses. 
just grabbing everything they could because it'll sell. It's gold. Everything sells. Everything we produce makes money. Yeah, being fools gold, a lot of it. Well, and so they continued taking more and more and didn't really realize at what point they'd overexerted themselves. And, and didn't really realize at which point these DVDs and shows weren't going to sell at the same margin that they had expected them to. Mm-hmm. I guess that's where... And so that's when everybody started scaling back and we're still in sort of a, a scale-back position. Mm-hmm. Where... DVDs are still you know, on the DVDs downturn. DVDs are... We're still wondering about... Well, DVDs are still being... You know, the prices are being knocked down because the sales explosion did not continue the way people thought it would. People are not willing to pay 30 bucks per disc... <coughs> for six or seven discs for a series anymore. They want the, you know, $60 thin pack of the whole fucking series. That's a significant profit shift for the industry. That was getting used to sell, to making about, you know, 180 bucks, selling 180 bucks for the entire series down to a third of that. It's huge. And so we have to scale that back. And decide well. How are we going? Now we have to look at how we represent all our all our distrib- all all the stuff we actually finish. We need to look at what licenses we actually want to pick up because they're not all going to sell. You know, how much effort do you want to put into any given production? Do you want to bother with a dub because mm-hmm. that's expensive? All these things. You know, do do we really want to commit to this entire series, a la Kadocha? You know, well, you're still pretty, bitter. We're, I'm bitter <laughs> over it, but it, it's not that I don't understand it. As a business decision, it made total sense. The series wasn't selling. Mm-hmm. So for something that was, I mean, I think it's more than 80 episodes. I think it's 90-some-odd episodes. To the yeah, we're, we're they got through a good chunk. They got, I mean, so uh, they got as they, good, they produced the first couple of seasons, nobody was buying it. So, yeah, cut it off. Mm-hmm. As I said, you know, I would have really liked them to finish it because I really like the series, but I certainly understand why they didn't. So I guess the other questions now comes, okay, so other forms of enjoying anime, enjoying manga. I mean, here, I mean, I was talking with you guys just before the show. Well, I mean, this is I, – I would more go into the – who's that like, jackass – Dubbing oh. studio who made the comment from the dubbing studio. Oh yeah, it's, which isn't mentioned there, and you're mentioning Eric P. Sherman from Bang Zoom. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Well, go. It's not in okay. there, but it's not well, in there. But I know in, you're aware the of the comment. It was actually an interesting one. Remember, I think I might put in. Remember CMX? That was another funny one on the manga side. When well, we was, yeah. Okay, just brief. Okay, um. Eric P. Sherman, sort of. He he's uh he's from Bang Zoom, which is a dubbing company. Featured a couple times on the Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien. Yeah. Both. Been, which I think he was only on once, once, but, yeah, but anyway, he, he came yeah, out I and sort that. of uh, wrote a really nasty rant. I think Anime News Network picked it up. Um, uh, so Anime on DVD. Anime so. on DVD. Everyone yeah, did. A so. number of people did. Sort of the, you know, chastising the fans. You know, it's your fault that anime isn't getting released because you download it illegally and you're <laughs> ruining the industry. And it's because of you people and every time you do it that you're preventing series from getting released because... You don't appreciate that things are worth money, and nobody's going to want to put the effort in because you're just going to steal it. Uh, if anybody's go back and watch the old uh, the "Don't Copy That Floppy" PSA, it, it's exactly <laughs> the same argument every time. Um, and I, I'm not going to get the discs out, but I, I spent fifty dollars in the dealer's room today. I bought Canon and I bought Girls High. These are two series I would never have seen. Had I not downloaded them. 
These are two series which I would never have attempted to buy had I not downloaded them originally. But I went out and bought them. The, ar- the tired old argument of stop downloading because you know, you're preventing shit from getting released, it doesn't work anymore. The industry stopped working that way long, long ago. You need the downloading, you need fan subs, or you need a television equivalent. You need some way for people to see these shows for free in order to determine whether they want them. The American television market is what you're trying for. And nobody seems to listen. Every time I say it, nobody changes. Well, there's issues there, I'm thinking. The American television, you know, House is a good example. You can watch it on television for free. It is on every cable network. You can see the <laughs> new episode. <laughs> you can see the new episode as it comes out for free at that given time. You can PVR it. <coughs> Who cares? At the end of the day, those DVDs go on sale for you know forty bucks for the season, mm-hmm. forty bucks mm-hmm. for twenty six episodes usually, mm-hmm. and people buy them up. They buy them like crazy. There's a lot more profits being thrown into this. That is what we need. You need a television equivalent. You need a potentially advertising-supported streaming service to watch these damn things. Mm-hmm. If you decide you like them, you want them, you want to buy that. But, it, but that comes de- back the, to the our The season is available for 40 to $60 for the season. Yeah. The market has shifted away. People are not going to pay $30 a disc and then wait four months for the next disc to come out. In many respects. Now, there was some clarification. Is- now, whether it's true or not. Now, he went, yeah, it was Anime uh, News Network's podcast. Now, whether it's true or not, he tried to clarify whether he's saying it uh, true or not. He said his comments were taken out of context. And since he is a dubbing studio, what he was saying was he wasn't going after fan subs. Fan subs are okay. He said it's people ripping the region one dvds with dub and sub and everything like the whole kit and caboodle and just okay here you go guys and then boom everyone's taking that and he's like that's stealing our okay but again let's go back to this that's nobody would rip the region one discs if they were affordable or if they had another way to watch these Mm -hmm. things yeah Mm -hmm. but i just want to make stealing the least convenient option because right Mm -hmm. now it's pretty convenient yeah. Furthermore, um, his comments sort of come from a very or from he's sort of got a bias there because mm. he wants people he, he wants his work to be appreciated. He wants dubbing to be to be appreciated. And that, and that's you know what I can't party. frankly recall the last time I watched a dubbed anime. Mm. I would be perfectly okay if they didn't do it. Ah. Now. I can't, obviously, I, I'm not speaking for the industry. A lot of people still You may not be speaking them. for well, That for was an interesting... No, I'm not. But you the point is, companies now need to start examining whether they want to dub everything. And that's something that BangZoom's never going to say. They want everything dubbed because it's mm-hmm. more money for them. Mm-hmm. You really need to look at it because you need to look at... It should be... You know, we really need more of a study on this as to what demographics prefer dubbed anime over subbed anime. I think we're still they throwing don't, darts. They don't I think that's do the analogy. They're still throwing, but nobody's even tried to figure think, it out. It's just, have, well... It's throwing darts. They, they yeah, actually yeah, have... Yeah, exactly. No, they like actually have kind of Funimation, every, all those cards they put in now. Who knows how many actually are Yeah, but those are, are, re- those are a really poor way to right. do it. Customer return cards <laughs> don't work. <laughs> I know, but who knows? Because they're the only people who return them have a really good reason to do so. They're usually really pissed off about something. 
So they will only return them with negative comments. Ironically, the people so. who are totally happy have no need to return these things. I think so. You do. should have. I mean, more like a, a focus group type setting, or someone, to, or like a telephone poll. Call people up. Just don't call ask them during them. dinner. <laughs> I used to do that for a little. You know, yeah. ask them. Do you, you know? <laughs> hey, do you watch anime? If no, I'm just gonna. There's no point continuing the call. Do you ever watch dubbed anime? What's your age? Figure out the demographics. Because if, for example, it's only say 13 and unders that really predominantly like dubbed anime, all those series that you're gearing explicitly at you know adults, don't bother with the dub. If most of them don't want it anyway, why? You're wasting money on you're wasting money and therefore driving the price of the disc up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's also the well, fact that even if they have no choice but to watch the mm-hmm. subtitle, I don't think that's going to prevent them from buying the DVD necessarily. Well, no, and that's where, that's where it goes into the, you know, if 80% want dubs in a particular demographic, well, yeah, do the dub. That's just yeah. good business sense. Yeah. But if 20% want dubs, yeah. that 20% is more likely to live with it. Yeah. And even, if, even assuming you lose the 20% sales, the cost savings from not doing the dubbing may have covered that. Yeah. The pro- it, it, it's, I just have a problem with the way the whole, much of the industry still works. Mm-hmm. With the whole, you know, oh, well, we need to do dubs and subs. Unless we've just arbitrarily decided this one's a sub only. Yeah. You know, there's usually very little basis for that decision. Well, actually, some of and them have literally went, as we talked about in Sentai, most of it is just sub only. They just throw it out there. They save the cost. But to get those dubs that they're doing now, it Which seems now like they're doing the smarter thing. Titles. Everyone's pooling their resources. Yeah, but when, but when somebody, when a studio decides to make a sub only, it's not on some sort of educated guess that the demographic this is aimed at only wants mm. subs. It's just, well, we decided, well, some it's, we decided yeah. it's cheaper, so we're yeah. going to do sub only. I think on it depends own. on the series, too. Don't forget, Media Blasters did for their Yuri line and for some series that were probably more risque and wouldn't mm-hmm. get as many purchasing power. <laughs> but I don't think so. it's based on any sort of study to say that demographic doesn't mm-hmm. like dubs. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, well, it's a niche market. Let's not waste the money. Now, I mean, there's certain exceptions. Things like Macross, the actual original Macross mm-hmm. series, had to be released sub only. They because really, because they, Harmony Gold owned the, the English language. You know what's the interesting it? part? Uh, we <laughs> come back to that. that ADV actually. Well, when, yeah, but I mean, when it was originally bought to be part of Robotech, the uh, English oh, yeah. language dub rights belonged to Harmony and, Gold, so you couldn't re-release that in a dub form. Mm. Although, uh, maybe we'll, although um, at the time, yeah, I think the, the time, rights may have time. reverted. And then, and, yeah, but yeah, because um, ADV did re-release Macross. Like yeah. fr- they got. I mean, Animigo had it. They re- I mean, and they remastered it. And then the license eventually went to ADV. They included a dub. That's where Maria Jima reprised. Well, yeah, and that, that's my point. The license may have reverted at that point, but when it was originally released, mm-hmm. it was released sub only because. And we talked about Car- And we talked wise. about Carl um, Mason last yeah. night. Yeah. And uh, I know. I think. And I know Norm's now in the room, so maybe we, we, I think he'll talk about him too. <laughs> so let's take a quick break. Norm will make his annual appearance right after this. You're listening to the... (laughs) That's feedback. Okay. Back in a minute on the roundtable. (laughs) Always tradition... Uh, well, the other thing about uh, the other traditions about the Anime North tapings is we always have Norm McAvoy uh, join us, and um, because he's usually roving around at this late hour, 
And here he is again. So uh, Norm's here. Want to say hi first of again, uh, first all to everybody again. How you doing, folks? Here we are, live from Anime North. The best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. We are the excellence of execution. Back to the wrestling stuff. Well, actually, actually, how, how did the wrestling stuff go this oh, week? Pretty good, from what I've seen. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I caught a glimpse. I, Kira, I mean, Kira came back, thanks to Canadian healthcare. <laughs> even though this is a piss poor country, Canadian healthcare saved them and gave them a robotic heart, and now. <laughs> I think he yelled, he yelled out at the yelled out at me. Hey, you! What's your name? I said Stephen Harper. Oh. <laughs> uh. so, so we got so. I mean, I know about consequences. Creed. I know a couple. Uh, I know there was a bit of a like. I know Jushin Liger was supposed to was initially scheduled, well, but he, but there was a conflict well, there was there. conflict there. There was a there's a pay per view this um, weekend in Japan and which uh, uh, promotion? No idea. I just was know it? that he came unavailable because okay. Of, I mean, Business commitments over in Japan. Okay, you know, so. so that's fine. Fine. Yeah. And a couple of thoughts. I mean, um, first of all, uh, by the way, I forgot to bring this up. Uh, thanks for bringing back my DVD, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, you remember that? You remember? Uh, I can hear the sea. Oh yeah, yeah. This is the, uh, this, is, this is the oh, Japanese. Yeah. This, uh, this is the Japanese version. So uh, uh, for clarification for the listeners, yeah. I held it hostage until Mike did another show. So <laughs> yeah. I told him I would return it to him. When the I next did the podcast. show, yeah. so that was the punishment. <laughs> and, then? Unfortunately, unfortunately for the listeners, Adam doesn't have any more um, DVDs. So <laughs> God knows when the next one, will, next podcast will happen. Um, you, I, 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 always I know where this, you live, though. Yeah. So. <laughs> I always made this. Uh, I always, always said, um, like uh, when it comes to Ghibli. Uh, did I mispronounce that? I know people get on I think my case it's technically over. Ghibli. Ghibli, Ghibli okay. I think because Ghibli. people, people, I know because people on the comments really get on my case over mispronouncing Me stuff. Um, everyone, everyone remembers that already. Okay, it's been more than a year. It's been like a year and a half since that incident, but everyone remembers. Okay, um, I always said about Ghibli stuff. Um, you like for a lot of people, you always fall the most. Like you always fall in love the most with the first one you ever saw. And for me, it was I not it wasn't Kiki's Delivery Service, it wasn't Totoro, um, it wasn't um, you know Nausicaa. No, Nausicaa. It wasn't like any of those. It, it was strange enough. Umi got Kekaru. I can hear the sea. So I, out of this is the so out of all the Miyazaki discs, uh, all the overseas Miyazaki discs, I consider this my most prized possession among the Miyazaki part of my collection. So that's why I'm so happy to have it back. See, I sort of have to disagree with your statement there, Mike, because I, I think I think Princess Mononoke was the first Ghibli film I ever saw. Okay, and that's my favorite. Oh, Umiga Kikoru is the, is my favorite. Well, it's just a better one. <laughs> <laughs> so you enjoyed it. So I'll take you enjoyed it. Oh yeah, I ripped it. You have a minute? It's it, it's sitting on my it's sitting my. <laughs> it's a great. Your great admission, thank you. <laughs> you saw it, and you saw it. You've seen it. Oh, I've seen about all the Ghibli. The only ones I haven't seen is uh, My Neighbors the Yamada. I remember back in the days, you know, going to you, uh, the Utarpa Club down uh, mm-hmm. and, they, and they showed before they all got licensed. They showed all the, the Ghibli stuff, and yeah, that was that was a good one. Yeah, I know. I guess I guess we talked about we're talking about. Sadly, a lot of the themes this uh, over the last couple of shows have been things that are going by the wayside and dying and, and stuff. Unfortunately, Utarpa is one. Utarpa is one of them, and I know yeah, you yeah. were involved with that. And well, I never was an actual member. Or we, you we, saw. You were there. A lot of Anime North was started with Utarpa. <laughs> a lot of the planning for the first Anime North was done at Utarpa. A lot of the the concom come from Utarpa. You know, like Tom Smithville, for example, who's 
my right arm and getting this video programming in. He's he's a big mm-hmm. part of it, and he had some good times there. One of the best ones I remember was the when they had the first uh, Sailor Moon actors ca- came in before the the movies were licensed. We had one of the English voice for Sailor Venus came to a, a Utarpa show, and she was absolutely astounded because we were show, they were showing the movie and like her words. I thought it was all going to be little girls. Where do all these college kids come from? <laughs> so, was it was, it, some good moments. Some good moments. Good moments yes. It, did you go to the final shows? Yeah, uh, yeah, I was did there at go? the final. Yeah, just because uh, the final regular one. You know, my I had the night off of work and uh, I was able to make it. And yeah, just for nostalgia, say goodbye. And mm-hmm. they they are having one final blow off next month in uh, like June a twelve the, hour. Yeah, twelve hour June the nineteenth, and, and it's going to be at uh, I think the first, not the missioner. That's which was uh, it's another, one of the it's early another, locations. It's, a, it's at one of their their first locations, yeah. So because uh, over the last couple, number of years, you were at Stan, uh, so, uh, Sanford. Well, they Fleming. were at Sanford, uh, Sanford Fleming Building. Uh, they moved there from the Missioner, and it's, this is an, I think the library, another place entirely. But that's actually where they they showed uh, some of those Miyazaki movies and. Mm-hmm. Sailor Moon movies, you know, and yeah, it was some good time. It would have been interesting to see the to probably have the final show, the very final thing at the Mitchner, because that's also where Anime North was born. Oh too. yeah, our first, our first. I mean, the ever. first, the first couple Anime Norths happened at that in that yeah. building as well. Yeah. So and it, it, it was for the size it was, it was good, but we we swiftly outgrew them. Now look where we are now, and we're basically running between uh, a couple three, uh, actually still four, three. Bu- Four buildings this year. What's the fourth one? Uh, Marriott, I think, because Marriott. of the ball. The Moonlight Ball. Yeah, the ball. Okay. Uh, we Marriott. moved the Moonlight yeah. Ball down to the Marriott, and everybody uh, worked out good there. And mm-hmm. like Marriott was half more than happy to have them. We ran there in 2001, and I'm glad we had the space up in the Plaza Ballroom because now Anime Hell went up there on Friday night, and mm-hmm. oh boy. Yeah, it it's still, pa- it, still it, packed. It, it, it's still just about its full full room. So. It was, and the, and I, I we like. Um, I was there for the first half hour when I had to leave to start preparing for last night's show. There was still there was a lineup going down the staircase up no. from the ballroom. No, so. I, I, you know, the first again, it was a gas pulling those walls back. But especially last year, like containing the crowd was just too much, and it was you know the logistics was just getting unworkable. So they had to put them upstairs in the plaza ballroom because safety is most important when you get a large crowd, and you mm-hmm. know so. Yeah, and it, it worked. You had a good time. Yeah, but now we got totally lame anime after dark on Saturday night. We had three hours of weirdness. and it gets just as interesting. It was packed out, too. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, they, you know they, they knock them dead. So oh, well, that's Dave Merrill and the bunch knock them dead. So. The, thing, the thing I like about the crowd so at Anime North is they basically, they're under control. They're, at, it must the, be a Canadian thing, I guess, because... we started, I, I think the rest of the world knew that in Vancouver, too, yeah. so... Mm-hmm. Um, Unless you're on, unless you get on the ice with them, Canadians are more or less pretty. Well <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the, so there's that. Um, Carl Masick. Oh God bless him! Yeah, I mean, he was here. He's been. He's, he was, he was he here. Was and he was. He was our, a Luigi winner. Was, was he? Yes, we gave him an award in 2005, and it's like there was a little controversy, but it's like this man did a lot for the anime fandom. I mean, if, it, if you hadn't had Robotech, you know. Where where were the interests have been that that sparked that got sparked in the eighties? He did a lot. I mean, it took a lot of guts to, to take that business step. A lot. Of, I know a lot of people hate subs. I mean, hate dubs and that. But to get it on TV, there's no way you're going to get a part get cartoon sub cartoons on TV, and it yeah. just worked at the time. 
And it was a great step. And Carol, you know, he, he had a, he had a love for the for anime. He had a love for the business. He got into it with Jerry Beck. He brought Akira over. I mean, right mm-hmm. there, you know. He brought a lot of other stuff over. I got some of his stuff mm-hmm. at home, you know. Because uh, there's one guy, like, I know you met you met him quite a bit, so. Well, talk, when he was here, him. yeah, he was he was great. Just mm-hmm. a great, great guest. I'll tell you, know? you I'll tell you an interesting story just a couple minutes ago. Uh, the, um, there's, a, like, a model's room just uh, down mm-hmm. the hall going towards the uh, ballroom. Like, the, there's a bunch of model, uh, mm-hmm. display models. One of, the, one of the things also on display was, like, a... Was like a Robotech, was a like a the entire Robotech DVD collection like in a case, mm-hmm. and it was signed by Car, uh, by Carl Mayick, oh, Masick, yeah. and it said, "Damn, this this collection's huge." And then, <laughs> oh, you don't know the half. I know that I've been to that guy's so. house. You don't know the half. I mean, imagine a basement the size of this room, crammed. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh my god. So. So John and John brought the uh, he brought the DVD set just to get him to, to sign it. I I actually brought a copy of the the Fox version of Totoro to get Carl to sign it because he had a lot. He was the producer. He mm-hmm. had a lot to do with mm-hmm. it, and he also did a voice in, to, in that version of Totoro. Want to guess who he did? Oh no! Oh no! Who did he do? Next stop, Big Sister. Oh man! <laughs> you want, you, uh, who, who had that line? Well, my memory is blurry, but it sounds like a female character. Oh. What's 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 the original old train vehicle? The cat bus. Mm-hmm. Oh, the cat he bus. did the cat bus. That was you know that's just icing on the cake. So nice touch. Yeah, like you said, you know, there's 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 controversy, but we we gave it to him because this guy put a lot of work into it. That's one of the reasons we're having anime fandom now. I mean, back then, Robotech and Macross, Macross was huge. I remember going to sci-fi cons back in the '80s. And it'd be like this time of night to be like, come up to the hotel room. We'll show you the, uh, we show you our fourth generation bootleg tape of Macross there. But <laughs> you gotta know, you gotta be in the know. You know what I mean? You gotta be in the know. Or, and that was a big deal getting a hold of this stuff. So, and Robotech, it was a huge deal. Mac, I mean, the Macross movie. We showed it once. Uh, hopefully, I'll show it again. Do you remember Love? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not got an English uh, licensee because it's also. Confused, but well, it, we know there's the case behind that is yeah. long and arduous, and yeah, that's a shame because I would really love to see a remastered version of that because that is one of the watershed movies of and, anime. Yeah, and it also mm-hmm. prevents also what's going like the current stuff from ever see, seeing the light of day here too. So, mm-hmm. like the like uh, Frontier, so which I know people would be curious about. I know, oh, I yeah, am. yeah. So, that's one thing I gotta say good about anime Suki is you get people are putting some old strange series up that people know nothing about and you may have seen a bit of it here a bit of it there but you're getting some of that in anime suki and that's good i mean mm-hmm. so somebody somebody out there has an interest anyway yeah, i keep getting totally surprised by it i found combustible campus garderas up on oh, that's <laughs> recently <laughs> like, that that's that's there. yeah but i mean like i haven't seen that for probably 10 years on a vhs tape and Somebody decided to re-upload it, and well, thank God, hints of it. Thank God. Oh, it's great, but like, I mean, like I got yeah. the the Copacho wine was one that just came out to a couple. Uh, I got Macross flashback, which I showed yeah. tonight. There of that, mm-hmm. some good versions of some 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 stuff. You know, it's it's great. Yeah. So, um, do you sense any change in the congoers this year of any sorts? Like interests, the way they fill the rooms. No, they just love having fun. They just. It, it, uh, one of the big events that we couldn't believe, we had a tea tasting. 
what? We bought a bunch of, uh, you know, we went out, mm-hmm. got a bunch of exotic teas, got some tea makers, and we held a tea tasting there, and we had, like, the Terrence room was packed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I saw that. I, like, I was yeah. in the wrong part of that. They like, That's... It, they like trying some new stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, Mahjong and Go were very popular. Or mm-hmm. Just trying some new new stuff. Uh, they just want to come out and have fun. Uh, you know, some, a lot of the fans, like as you guys know, you're growing up. I mean... Uh, we, had, we, were, we had this conversation a little earlier. It's, it's, you get older, it's like sometimes, yeah, but on the other hand, there's still a bit of you still stays that middle-aged and crazy, you know. And <laughs> you want to stay a kid. I mean, I'm proof you can still enjoy cartoons when you get old. I mean, my mother, I used to watch the Miyazaki movies with my mother. She, I mean, she loved Kiki's Delivery Service. Yeah, so my, my, my uncle, too, was this old Scott's widower came over, and I showed, we showed him Miyazaki and told him. He got a big kick out of it. So, yeah. You can have a you know, love for it. Our fan, I mean, some of them, they just keep coming out. And it's like anime fandom around the, every con around the country, around the continent. You're getting big crowds, and they're all just just having fun. This is a place, like I said before, this is a place you come out and be yourself. Mm-hmm. Thank God, you know? Yeah. Just let go for a bit. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, um, by the way, uh, I saw these. I didn't get the lace compass. Um, Did you, he put out pink? Yeah, this is this purple. I told them purple for the uh, for third oh, issue of purple. the compass. Good. So this, the, 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 daily, the copies of the Daily Newsletter, which is a, which is a nice touch. This well, year. that's that's something they do a lot of sci-fi con. Uh, like I know. World, World Con yeah. does it. And uh, I, I remember I heard about it being done regularly at Anime Expo. So yeah, but um, you know. Yeah, life drawing. We make, yeah. we make no judgments. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I said that we had one. Of the, they had Smith Hart there. Uh, you know, and uh, he made some comments about yeah, about the, well, this is wild, man. You know, the guy that grew up in wrestling, he's stuck in their fandom, and uh, <laughs> he, just, he, he had a right, 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 right look at his face. So, well, I mean, a lot. There's lots. Of, there's something anyway, which is yeah, well, this, Something for everybody. Well, for this, most is, this is part of like the, the, the local fandom getting into this. Mm-hmm. So they helped us out. They said, let's try a newsletter. And yeah, sure, why not? Now, the print up about 1,000 was like a drop in the bucket for this fandom. In fact, I heard we uh, may run out of pocket programs and we've got to print up just Sunday ones now. That's how, you know, that's how many people we had. Uh, can't give you a heart for that number yet, but yeah, we, we, we're still growing. Hmm. And no major problems to uh, report. Not thus far? Not this far. Okay. I mean, we did we did hear about the uh, like James did relay an incident about uh, an incident in the dealer's room. Well, there's always going to be oh, problems here that, and that, there. No, but nothing. Ma- I guess nothing major. No well, lockdowns we, or anything. So. No, no. We did have one of our uh, our guests didn't take a header off the stage. The only ceremonies he jumped down, played paratrooper. You know, John Swayze, but he's all right now. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. He just he hopped down and oh, he said. Way to well, I helped him out. He said, "Way to go, Bubba." Oh so no, no. he's been calling him Bubba now. So, he, so he's from Texas, so he laughs it off. But that's about the mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. much. So wind down day tomorrow, as always. Um, well, what's uh, define wind down? <laughs> no, Unless, you know. I know for the staff, it's anything but. I guess. Well, actually, I think you're going to find. I find that like a lot of events, people are going to be. Uh, like I say, a lot of a lot of video events. They, they, they seem to take a chance to come in here and watch stuff. Though, like tomorrow here. Three o'clock. We're we're uh, we're going to be re-showing a anime classic, Jack and the Witch, hmm. oh. which is 1967. And uh, you haven't seen that? That's a real psychedelic 
trip. I'm telling you right now, it's that is 60 psychedelia to the to the max. And well, that came about because a fellow, some fellow told me he, you know, he had a version of it that he restored, and he really loved to show it to Anime and Arthur. Yeah, let's go for it. So, probably get a good crowd for it. Huh? Well, a lot of things like the video rooms are more of a stumble thing these days, I guess. I don't know. I've, I've had good crowd. Like uh, Dragon Ball, they still got that room back <laughs> up for Dragon Ball. They love it. Well, you had good crowds for the, the new Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, oh yeah, well, it looked like there was quite a few people in here watching some of the media blaster stuff when we were coming that in. Depends what you're showing. Yeah, yeah. well, that was the current. Uh, Dokuro-chan yeah, and Kanokan were both yeah, filled. Like a, it was what a surprise! Yeah, Dokuro-chan, you know. Maybe they're just scared she'll hit you with your club, you know, you piss her off. But uh, it all depends. Some titles, not so, some titles, you know, they still remain popular. It's, mm-hmm. you never know. But, you know, I'm going to be doing Mickey Air Wars tomorrow. Yeah, that's so your, that tra- is, that's your that Sunday. Is, and that's your Sunday tradition. So. Oh, yeah. That's your Sunday me tradition. And, Doc and, and fingers, and it's going to be. Across the street, you go to the Congress Center. Is that, yeah, yeah. That's well, I got to do it over there. I can't do it here. It's too, uh, hopefully, it's, hopefully, my friend Lenny's back, and hopefully, he'll get me a former steel worker. He'll be helping me out. Now, the good thing with Lenny was last last year, Lenny's son Jody was our Make a Wish kid because well, Lenny's mm-hmm. got had leukemia, was taking treatments, mm-hmm. and well, all what Lenny wanted last year was the first crack at the dealers' room before they used crowds because he couldn't take fighting through a crowd because he's going to do chemo and he had you know he looked it. Well, I meet Lenny again this Saturday. He said, you know, hey, Normie, how you doing? And how you doing? How's Jody? Well, she says, well, Jody's going to be done with treatments in three months and going to be going to college next year. Which a year ago, the kid had, you know, wasn't looking too good for the kid. Mm-hmm. So now I say, hey, God bless. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good to hear. I'm here to hear that, you know. So, well, could be. Uh, I, so, attend- and attendance looks fine? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're looking good. We're happy. Stable, stable numbers drop slight way up. Well, or up anyway. Just yeah. your just your usual trend. Well, Donald Donald would be happy. Donald is the founder of the con. People want to know who's Donald Simmons. Well, what, you know, he's the guy that founded the con, put up the cash to get this thing started back in '96. Because we had to do the pre-plan. Actually, we started the pre-planning about yeah '95 '96. He's the guy that put his money up, the seed money. Mm-hmm. I was willing to take a hit if things didn't go so, so good, so he's the founder. Donald would be happy with the same numbers, just, you know, controllable. Did he get? There's something good. I don't know. Donald keeps reminding me of Ted DiBiase there, you know, that the cat. <laughs> I keep exactly. And with his son being, a, becoming, a, becoming an up-and-coming superstar there. Yeah, but guess what? Guess who the son's got with him now? Virgil. He got the original Virgil. Like, He's oh, had Virgil, God. and that's been part of one of the plots there lately. Oh, so. God. I... Anyway, <laughs> it's always good to see oh, Anyway, I guess we should wrap this one, uh, at least this segment. Um, yeah. Good to see you. Well, like always said, good to see you. Yep. So. We're, we're still going. I hope, God, hope you guys can keep this going. You know. So, uh, so, we're still, so we're still okay for next year. Oh, yeah, you guys give me, you know. But I mean, it might be the only shows we do next yeah, year. Yeah, I'm hoping you do some in the middle. There. <laughs> well, like you oh, said, yes. I'm the one that can say, I rolled my letters, hey, you guys wanted to come back, I haven't heard from you. And yeah, it's just been, together. yeah, as I said, the, yeah. well, I explained it to you already, so. Well, but, just, stuff happens. Mm-hmm, you know? Well, mm-hmm. that's life for you, you know. This time, this time, I they told him, this time last year was looking so good for me. They, they uh, U.S. Steel idled my plant and Nanny Coke's. But uh, we didn't know it was looking grim. Then two, two months later, they started us back up. So it's like, mm-hmm. God. 
Life takes 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 changes, so yeah, just gotta stick with her, man. Oh, we'll figure out how we'll figure out how where to, uh, yeah. where to go from this point. Well, you know where to get in touch. You know where we're going to be this time oh, next I, year. I know here, <laughs> right here. We're not going to, not <laughs> going anywhere. Uh, not going anywhere. People like coming here, so okay. Thanks for the thought. Okay then. All right, back God to bless. back to wrap in a couple seconds. Uh, okay, on thecomicden.com. And you know, at this rate, we, this this episode isn't quite as long as last night's episode. We are only at like an hour thirty. You keep going if you want. Nah. Nobody's if you not, quit I, cutting I, us <laughs> off. Well, I mean, nobody's forcing. God damn it, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Quick thought. Just a thought. Um, <laughs> message from Squirrely. Um, did you ever? The, the person you still will not allow me to meet or see a picture of. Well, that's a yeah. And, you know. I, 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 Angela and I have made that pact to make sure that's the case, actually. But you that doesn't mean we can't stop you from ultimately trying. And okay, but I need a clue here. Did you try him? Googling? <laughs> furthermore, <laughs> I, stalking well, furthermore <laughs> I, have been, I have been trying to tell her on the fucking, on this podcast to just contact me, for God's sake. Because <laughs> other than that, I have no clue. I have, like, an internet handle, and we all know that doesn't get you real Squirrely, far. Squirrely, okay, I'll give you, okay, um, Squirrely... Is Squirrely, um, she's in the dealer's room. She and her husband, uh, ill intent, and that's the that's the name of the uh, that's the name of the not the dealer's room the in the um, comic market. Okay, that's the that's the that's the name that's the banner they go under. So okay, look the for other a table thing is, why says, do you always insist on telling? I, I only show up to this con on the Saturday. Why do you always insist on telling me this at like two in the morning? <laughs> Where it's one thirty. When I'm not coming back the next day. Do you want That's a pen right. and you can write it down? Okay, well, I'll, g- I'll give you more contact information a bit later. But um, she is. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Wow! See, that wasn't too. Uh, <laughs> I know who you are. Yeah. I mean, she. That I mean, or, or I'll ask her to contact you. That That's works. Fine. Um, she did. She did wonder whether or not you are. Uh, you put any anime characters. Sailor Moon or something like that on your wedding cake? No, I didn't. Because I will no, tell you. No, I didn't. I will tell you. I wouldn't have been married if I had done that. <laughs> it was a traditional affair. I will. I can. It was. It was black tie. Yeah, there. There was none of that. There's not even any on my walls anymore. Usually, it's the female who runs the wedding. I will anyway, tell you. So. However, I will assure you. However, um, Squirrely put Gundam on her cake. So. Squirrely did put uh, Gundam figures on one of her birth, uh, one of her wedding cakes. See, which the, the other was a little presumably- bit more traditional. Well, quasi traditional was a, cro- a French croquembouche. So, with, yeah, but see, presumably her husband is okay with this. That's 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 what it comes down to. My wife there. despises anime as a whole. <laughs> <laughs> I can't it's, it's, stand it's it. It's amazing. So <laughs> we we still uh, it's a wonder to this day. The, the the anime DVDs and the regular DVDs live on separate racks that I don't, know. are nowhere I know near you meant you've yeah. mentioned this to me in the past. <laughs> Great going. <laughs> I could. She probably wouldn't notice, but. Anyway, um, some hentai and with the regular. <laughs> I don't know if I have that on the rack. I would assume I no. I would assume no. It's in a box, not. probably. It's somewhere. It's matching the discs. There will be takers if you if you if it absolutely must. Be I could fit that. some of them in there because I like, <laughs> make, well making the the box is so it, it's very generic. It's just the title on the spine, so you'd never actually know. <laughs> no, 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 that's a lie because uh, 
I actually slipped I love you in with the rest of the with in with the rest of them. Because it looks the, 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 the jacket itself looks like a, a cheesy romantic OVA. Well the, and so would the name. And it sort of is with sex. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. And that's the one with the the sex scene with the blind chick. <laughs> which remains one of my favorite scenes. All right. Is that your final insult already? I guess we could make it. Yeah, right. <laughs> it worked out already. It seems to have worked out, yeah. Um, anything on your mind, Austin? Nothing not more? Re- not really, Judge. I think... Hoping I think for another fist fight tomorrow? No. <laughs> I, think it, I think basically it happens every year. Something will happen that you're involved in. I remember I've been in a lockdown, missing child. So that's probably par for the course. Next time, have your camera with you. Next time, have a camera. Well, that's why I turned the and other like, way. Egg them on. That is YouTube fodder right there. <laughs> Get right into it. Tell them where you know. Tell them where to hit each other. <laughs> well, you know what? If we were like, if it was raining and we were near like a hill, a dirt hill. Okay, or but you're near James, you got to learn to make the mountain come to you. <laughs> so right? he has to carry a camera and a bucket of mud. If there's a bitch fight going on, you find the hose. <laughs> That is your job. You got to make things more interesting. Dog pile. <laughs> See? Don't make it a threesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably what they were thinking. Those crazy. No, that's probably, what, that's probably what. That's Oh, oh, now I know what I'm going to say. Okay, here you go. Uh, I went to only one panel today, and that was the the kink panel. Was and, it the best uh, panel ever? It was. No. <laughs> uh, it was just very strange because most of the people on the panel, I'm pretty sure, were a lot younger than me. And uh, and it got even weirder when later on this guy in a giant panda costume walked in and sat down. <laughs> and what a girl, did he say? And a girl stopped in the middle of her speech about vibrators and went, oh, hello, Mr. Panda. <laughs> and waited for him to sit down and get comfortable. I was like, wow, that's surreal. <laughs> yeah, that makes it the best panel ever, right? <laughs> Not necessarily. I mean, it, it would have been better if the panda had, like, gone up and joined <laughs> the panelists. Because that's, that's right into a bestiality talk. <laughs> or if he had just started contributing without, like, taking the mask off. Or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Is it bestiality if it's virtual animal? These are nuances I don't try to get Actually, into. Actually, they were talking about that. If you they think it's an animal, it's bestiality as far as I'm concerned. They were talking concerned. about some website that was selling um, dildos that were molded from animal parts. That really doesn't <laughs> surprise me. <laughs> wow. they, were, they were talking about the different types. And I was like, wow, okay. But yeah, I mean, hey, well, if you ever want to get right? fucked by a mountain lion, <laughs> now you can experience that in the comfort of your own home. Of your own home. Wow. They were commenting on the quality of the silicone. And yeah. And somewhere Neil is smiling. doesn't <laughs> <laughs> quite know why. Because he's thinking of bobcat penis. Um. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sure that's saying go blue. I'm never going to forget, right, Mike? Not, not quickly, anyway. Um. So that's the panel to go to next year, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> so was it actually any good, the kink panel? It was, was all it right. kind of boring? It was, it was, it was, it, it was all right. Yeah. Was there anything actually new imparted to you? Or was uh, well, it just... I came in for the latter half of it. Um, they were talking about some things that I already knew about, but there was a few things, like the thing I just mentioned that they were talking about, where I was like, okay. wow, I didn't know that existed. Um, 
Yeah, and they were also talking a lot about slash fiction. Will be a lot of a lot of the references they were making were Harry Potter slash fiction oh, references. <laughs> Isn't there a Harry Potter slash panel for that? Probably somewhere. It's probably somewhere. in the same room too. Oh, no. <laughs> this is the Yowie room we're talking about here. Oh well, yeah, that would explain it. Um, so, it was interesting. Colorful. Okay, on my note, uh, I guess I, I guess um, since you top that mic, <laughs> I, will, I will not try because um, really, there's no point. Uh, since uh, I guess we're at the end of our two episodes and of our return of our return, and uh, I haven't. And I, obviously, I've made no issue, no secret that I'm not absolutely sure when we'll be back. I just know we will be. Um, I want to say one more time, thank you for everyone, uh, well, uh, f- not whether you're personal friends of mine or just uh, regular listeners, as to our, as to my own whereabouts. Because uh, uh, because you know this show, this is not being me showing off. I mean. Um, usually I'm the one who usually calls these shows, so, and I haven't called many lately, and I hadn't really called any lately. Um, thank you for asking. The fact that you keep asking makes me, it usually, um, reminds me that, uh, yeah, I should come around to do some, doing something eventually. So, um, keep asking. You know, because some... It's a month off of your website. Yeah. I still don't know why. You know, even, even... On the on the on the assholes. Yeah, we get two or three a month off of. I gotta say that about. I still get hits off hentai lawyer. I haven't updated that site in like a year. (laughs) People are still. People are still going to my site and then then following a link to to, to assholes. So is that telling you saying that maybe it's time? I know I need to update it. Um, or you merge them both. You have to put a picture of your puppy on there. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that'd be good. An illegal beagle. Puppies. Is that the new? Is that Puppies. the new yeah, one? Yeah, you're gonna go after now, the yeah. beagle. See if you can get that site. Um, so, I, I, so on that note, um, that's it. Uh, as I said, that's it for now. But you know, stay on, stay on my case. Uh, wouldn't be. Uh, it's good to hear from all of you anyway. So feel free to give us a write uh, at uh, roundtable at thecomicden.com. And. Uh, Hey, may, at the very least, maybe in the next little while, maybe you'll, at least I'll put up a Twitter, and you'll, at least you'll hear from me in that sense. Before, uh, if you're not going to hear from me uh, by voice, keep and pestering him. He will eventually give in. He will eventually. <laughs> I will eventually crack. Lost episode seventy-seven. Yeah, <laughs> lost episode seventy-seven. We'll have to figure out a way to put that I, together. I get but. the. I get the impression you just like. Like irritating me by keeping these episodes back it turns me on. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and now we know. Enjoy the re- uh, enjoy the uh, enjoy the rest of the convention to the audience here and to everyone out there. We'll see you when we see you. Good night from Toronto. <laughs>